Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John the Wreck Podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Andrew. I'm Warren. I'm Henry. And I'm Robert. And this is episode 56. Welcome to our Ooh. late 50s, guys. We are officially Six. over the hill. Wow. This is great. Wowie zowie. Rain or shine, sleet or snow. Pandemic or otherwise. Yeah. This 56, is a, guys. Yeah. That's a lot of podcasts. And this is our 26th podcast, uh, doing it remotely as well, which is which is nice. So, wow, over half. So, 26 wow. weeks. Of, wow. uh, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts my soul a little bit. Hi, Kelly. Yeah. Oh, how was your, uh, how was your weekend, everybody? It was good. Steve. It was good. It was a good weekend. Um, on Saturday, uh, Robert and Andrew and I got together and uh, we did some stuff that we will, uh, you'll find out about later. And um, it was really fun. And I'm looking forward to doing more of that stuff. It's very exciting. And uh, I really think all, all y'all will enjoy it when it comes out. And, um, and then Sunday was, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll have uh, Warren uh, ex- explain a little bit more when it gets to his turn. Uh, but we, uh, his fiance's mom's birthday and, uh, they had me come down and play some tunes for him. And that was just really fun to be outside. Warren and I got to jam a little bit, just bass and keys. And yeah, it was great. Jumped in the ocean, swam around, caught one wave, just body surfing and didn't completely get destroyed. So it was it was beautiful and the water was amazing. So yeah, it was good. Did your body glide on the surface of the wave like a board? It was like Poseidon had his hand on my ass and was just like coaching me forward at like fifteen That's miles tight, an hour. Dude. It was amazing. That's tight. I was just like, yeah! like That's tight. Yeah, it was great. Andrew? Uh yeah, I'm excited for what happened. Sorry, if you hear me coming in and out and not talking as much as I usually do, I'm trying to prep the game at the end, which is going to be amazing. I can't tell anyone what it is, but I, I can promise it's going to be super fun. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. and I'm excited to just talk about it because I think with the podcast crowd in particular, we're making it with you guys in mind. It's a lot of us having uh, conversations about things. So um, I think you guys will enjoy it, and I'm really excited for everyone to get to hear it when it's all released which should be this month we could talk about it pretty soon here it's not like going to be a big secret but uh, i think we're going to wait one more week until we even talk about it that was fun other than that just you know enjoying the uh outdoors here and trying to find a house with a pool in it where there's not too many people there (laughs) and uh there was a fire here over the weekend in my area so it's been all ashy and crazy and like overcast and stuff like that so uh, it's still ashy and crazy today, which is actually nice because it was like the biggest heat wave in California history this weekend. Yep. I think it was like 110 wherever I was. Like the overcastness of the ash actually made it a little bit cooler. <laughs> wow. So it was actually, you know, a little bit nicer. Yeah, but that's how my weekend went. Warm. It was weird. It was, like, it was like orange today with all that ash, which sucks, but wasn't as hot. Um, yeah. So like Steve said, it was my fiance's mother's birthday. Shout out to Kelly, Megan and Stacy. I yeah. see you guys hanging out in the, in the chat thread there. Um, so they rented a, an Airbnb in uh, Newport and Steve came by and did a live set. <clears throat> and we jumped in the ocean and hung out and Wes and Ariel came by. Wes plays in Jeremiah red that we've 
we've played shows with oh, and cool. uh, we had some other friends stop in and out and you know it was a really hot weekend so it was nice to have the beach walking distance and uh yeah we kind of just hang out and drank and played music and uh yeah, I mean, and, and it's been a long month for me because I had Robert's bachelor party and then I had my friend Max's bachelor party and I've had and then we had this last Labor Day weekend and I've had a lot of family coming out. And so, like, this was the last major thing in a series of ongoing things that I had going on. So, like, I feel like tomorrow is the first day that I can kind of reset and restructure and get back into like a routine before you know like the holidays and stuff so it was nice to have one last good old hurrah this weekend yeah. and it was hotter than shit here and it was great me and steve went and jumped in the water and i think that was definitely one of my favorite parts is like i looked over at steve i was like and the water was amazing and yeah. and i know that like i don't even go down to the beach that much i know steve doesn't really get in the water that much and he was like dude, this is fucking amazing. And yeah. I was like, isn't this like the best shit ever? Like, we're so lucky to live by the beach. And we were just like so invigorated and recharged by jumping in the water. Yeah. So, uh, And that was the first time that you and I had been in the California Pacific Ocean. We've been in the uh, Pacific Ocean in Hawaii together. And then Black Sea and then Mediterranean and Bahamas and stuff. So I was just like, oh, war dog, dude, stage left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like the first time that you guys were in the ocean together. Yeah, like yeah, in yeah. Southern California, like the same time like and, and taking body yeah. weight. I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly how it was. The last time I was in the Pacific Ocean here in Southern California was, I think it was, was that 2016 or 2017, Andrew, when we went down to Crystal Cove with Connor Stobo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's the last time you went in the ocean. Yeah, dude. I work, <laughs> I work my balls off, man, and I'm I'm an indoor cat most of the time. So <laughs> I'm an indoor cat. Yeah, got so. shit to do. Anyway, that was, was great. Really nice. How was how was your weekend, Henry? Uh, it's been good. Um, I'm I'm still in Maine, and I'm taking care of a dog and playing guitar a bunch and uh, getting destroyed at Super Smash Brothers by my, my <laughs> older brother. Fuck yeah! Online, That's and um, my stepsister. Uh, you guys know my stepfather Jan. Uh, so my sister Candice is a uh, visiting there's a there's an extra sort of property on a on a pond that has been basically outfitted as like kind of almost like an airbnb sort of thing with this really cool old um mobile home it's like a vintage mobile home that uh basically my folks have have redecorated and gotten it repainted and basically renovated to like actually host people that want to come out and visit and so they're doing a test run with family to see how it works and they have like the stove working and the fridge running and uh it's right by the the pond here it's called dire long pond and um so my stepsister candace who follows the band is uh visiting here and she's uh on that property with her family right now and so we've just been kind of going back and forth between the big house and the other property and saying hi to them and nice. hanging out with them and it's cool because i haven't i haven't actually seen her in I think 12 years. Um, and so we're just kind of catching up and hanging out and I'm meeting her kids for the first time since they were like babies basically. And now they're like teenagers and it's super weird. Uh, <laughs> hey. Not hanging out with them, but just the fact that they're teenagers. What's up, now. Uncle Henry? Yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It's like, you seen this new TikTok? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're just you we're just going fishing. TikTok and... even though it's banned. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's exactly the conversation we had today. That's crazy. How did you know? <laughs> yeah. I got seven thoughts on TikTok. <laughs> oh, that's 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 great, Sam. That's awesome. Good job. What? Yeah, that's that's right know, over my head. I don't even too. know what you just <laughs> meant. Like by seven TikTok thoughts. thoughts? Henry, do you want to tell people what TikTok thoughts are? I don't. I don't know what that what that means either. Are you serious? <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. I work an internet job, so I have to know what all the stupid kids things are. But the thoughts is like another word for like hoes. Uh, oh, T H O T. It's like a rap name uh, for hoes. Yeah. Yeah. All of our uh, listeners, if you hear your kids say thoughts, slap them in the back of the head. We love <laughs> Maine. Yeah, right? yeah. Tell, tell them, them the, I tell do them too. I love Maine too. Like a proper person and not thoughts. Yeah, something. <laughs> Anyways, I'm I'm doing good. Coming back in uh, two weeks. So, yeah. woohoo! Yeah. How was your weekend, Robert? It was good. I uh, was doing the same thing that Andrew and Steve were doing on Saturday. Uh, which we're talking about next week, which is uh, going to be really, it was it was really fun for us to do it. And so I hope that it's just exciting for everyone to be a part of once it's um, for everyone's entities. Um, and then uh, I went out to Palm Springs to celebrate um, Ian Cullen, who is a friend of mine, also a songwriter that we've talked about before, his birthday, and hung out by a pool in like 110 degree weather. Nice. Uh, that's pretty much it. Nice. I think. And uh, yeah, it was good. It was just relaxing. Happy birthday, Ian. Yeah, happy birthday. I didn't know. Yeah. I knew your birthday was coming up, but I didn't know when exactly it was. It's, it's <laughs> happy birthday, Ian. This was good. Birthday, and yeah, uh, yeah I'm, it was a good weekend. Nice. Hell yeah. And I just want to point this out really quick. Um, Sean Hopkins just said, how are we able to book Kurt Rambis for the podcast? <laughs> And uh, that's because Warren looks like Kurt Rambis. Oh uh, yeah, I was wondering. He wasn't even was. there for the conversation that we had on Fourth of July about this yeah. aspect. So I think it's really funny that someone else now said Kurt Rambis is in the house. Yeah, and I didn't know who Kurt Rambis was until our friend George McCain pointed out to me. And uh, <laughs> and true. Sean, I, Sean, I'll send you the video. He actually has a video. We did a video of me posing, taking a free throw, and then there was a picture of him. And I even look at him like, damn man, that's pretty. It's pretty close. <laughs> and for anybody who didn't know, Kurt Rambis played for the Lakers. And uh, ah, yeah, it's yeah, pretty close. Football. I'm Basketball. looking at a picture right now. It's it's not far. It's not yeah. too far off. <laughs> and hey, Joy, we should do some face swap videos with with you on old footage of him. That'd be great. That'd be amazing. See if people notice. Yeah, I oh, love it. So before we get into uh, what we're drinking, we're gonna bring out our special guest for tonight. And uh, this this incredible man has been a longtime friend of the band and uh, is actually how I met Robert in the first place. And he's an incredible dude and a wonderful human and uh, a fucking hilarious, amazing guy. And uh, we're going to bring him out right now. Mr. Brett Malee. There he is. There he is. What's Cheers, up, dude? Cheers. Happy the Monday. Happy Labor ledges. Day. Happy, Happy Labor, Labor Day. Day. Happy Labor Day. You have to tink it, guys. Tink. 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 I, have, tink. I have two. Oh, yeah. Here, yeah. <laughs> what is gold, guys? What is? What the fuck is gold? Fucking everything's gold. Your whole life is gold, man. Everything is gold, dude. Everything. I, uh, listen, 
you know, when we were talking backstage and, like, Robert, you know, he sent a text to everybody. And he said, guys, what is gold? And that just really hit me. And so I wrote a, I wrote a short poem while I was waiting to come on. Can I read it to you guys? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, you absolutely can. I'd love to hear okay. it. Okay. What the fuck is gold? I don't want to know what's not good. That shit's cold mold. I told you what mineral was my preference. Look at my trophies if you're in need of reference. The fuck is the difference? And then you guys talk, had me come on. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Do you want to go backstage and, and keep writing? Yeah, that? yeah. Thanks, guys. Keep work chopping it. Man, that was great. That was, yeah, that was phenomenal. I was inspired by Robert and his words. Uh, what and those gold? words came from Andrew because I asked Andrew what was gold because Andrew said that's gold. So really, Andrew was. You guys will really... find out. This is gonna be great. <laughs> oh yeah, shit, foreboding. Oh, I'm excited. Sorry guys, sorry. I oh. wish I could tell you. I'm still putting it together. I think I, I'm just trying to find like better versions of this, but it's so good. And we'll get to it at the end. I, I promise. But right now, let's talk about what we're drinking. Me. Yeah, can't wait for this game. Steve, what are you drinking? I went to the liquor store drink? and picked up a, ba- a bottle of Le Grand Noir Rosé, <laughs> um, which is uh, it's 10 bucks, 2019, <laughs> and it's crisp and refreshing. And, uh, Wara, this is one of the ones that we and had. It uh, tastes like gasoline. <laughs> no, dude, it's like, it's a nice dry rosé, not too sweet. Like, you know. And you can't spill it on your sheets because it'll burn a hole in them. <laughs> <laughs> it'll uh, it, it'll get you where you need to go. Whether you need to pop it in your gas tank or just pour it down your gas, you know, like it's good. But no, th- this is one of the ones that we had. Uh, so, a couple, of, oh shit, now like a month and a half ago, we did a uh, croquet and rosé day where I bought a croquet set and a bunch of bottles of rosé, and we just went in my backyard um, and played some rosé and got drunk on croquet. On croquet. croquet. Yeah. So, yeah. It's really good, and I like it, and it's uh, walking distance from the house, which is which is great. So, picked up a bottle, and uh, cheers to you, everybody out there. Cheers, about, cheers, cheers. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? Cheers. Cheers. cheers, cheers, cheers. I am drinking, I think Warren's drank this on the podcast before, but it's a Pellegrino sparkling water. It's a dark Morello cherry and pomegranate. Ooh. Oh, those are pretty and, good. Um, Amanda today was crossing out the darks and putting Tom Morello's on it because they have this like <laughs> red communist star on the front. It's basically like the shirts Tom Morello wears, anyways. That's awesome. Um, cheers to Tom Morello. <laughs> Tommy! Tommy Morello! Where's Tommy? I do like. Tommy! Is he watching? <laughs> Tommy! <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. He's gold. Gold. He's so gold. We know he's not watching. <laughs> I, he might I, be. Does anybody in the audience know him? When when I saw that, I thought it was like a real thing for a second. I was like, "Oh, that's funny." He paired with the with the Pellegrino. Pellegrino. <laughs> and I was like, "That doesn't make any fucking sense." Why would Tom? I like Pellegrino? the idea of selling a communist product to people that's like super mainstream and well, yeah. Tom Morello teams up with Pellegrino to have a certain, you know. It's the people seltzer. Oh, maybe yeah. sparkling. <laughs> the people seltzer. He he stars in every commercial, and every commercial's in his front yard. Tommy Morello. Morello. And this yeah. is Pellegrino's Essentia Tom Morello cherry and pomegranate. Seltzer. Sparkling in the name of. <laughs> sparkling in the name of. <laughs> well, we'll come up with all the uh, all the puns. joke names as we move forward. Uh, uh, Horror, what are you drinking? 
<laughs> well, right now I'm drinking water because I've been drinking all weekend. But before I came here, I had a, I had a great um, – I had an Australian IPA, and I don't remember the name of it, so I'm not going to talk about it too much. But I've, I, I don't think I've had any beer from Australia before. Awesome. This IPA was, was very, very good. But I also had a wine that was given to Stacy as a gift from our friend and mutual fan, um, Tim. And um, <clears throat> it's by McLean – McLean Cellars in Laguna and um, Laguna has a winery that's right next to the Laguna Beach Brewery and I went there one time with Tim and actually Robert showed up and said hello for a second I did show and, up uh, they, have, they have really good wines and, um, and the one we had is called Sacred Love um, Ooh, sensual yeah it was that's a red fucking emotional um, yeah so emotional it's very complex beautiful it just comes with a lot of baggage. <laughs> I was just reading that off a sheet. But it's anyway, gonna uh, weigh you down. Yeah, McLean Cellars in Laguna. It uh, they they have pretty good wine. They have a cool little tasting patio in the canyon too. So uh, that's what I was drinking. But I'm drinking water. So always drink water too because water fucking rules. Where's the water from? The water is from a Berkey filter. It's filtered Ooh. tap water and. Um, if anybody knows Berkey, they're these kind of like trendy, cool filters, and uh, it's great. And then I put it in these cool little – I've talked about it before. I put it in these little uh, Italian soda bottles, and it looked all fancy. And uh, and then I cut down on plastic. That was my main goal is to not have as many water bottles. Yeah. So I was, I was told this weekend, like yesterday, that Costa Mesa's tap water is actually alkaline water, and it's just – as good as the bottled water that you would go to a store and get alkaline water. I that's love our tap water. Tap that's water. the drinking right, water so report. This is, that's what I was just going to mention. My cousin emailed me about that. She's like, do you know your drinking water report? I was like, no, I don't know my drinking water report. <laughs> Fuck you, Brett. <laughs> no, seriously. I Listen, I, I was literally just looking at my email. I'm not even joking, Robert. I know oh, it. Yeah. Listen, I'm being dead serious. I'm not oh, just serious. a joke. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, my seriously, my cousin works for the city, and she sent me emails. She's like, "Do you know the your your twenty twenty drinking water report? You need to be up on this shit." I was like, "No," so she sent it to me. Damn. Oh, yeah, it's important. It's important. Oh, is, that who, is that who called me? That told me this information too? Because maybe. I don't know. I don't know who told me, but someone did. Could have been. Maybe I was. You know, maybe I was drunk. I was like, "Dude, ugh, drinking water report." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. I do well, that. What are you drinking, Brett? Me? Yeah. Wait, what did did you finish, Robert? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, yeah, I finished, but then we then we go down to you, right? Yeah, it's your turn. Okay. It's like reading a book. Uh, I gotta say, guys, I'm usually up in LA. I'm down in beautiful East Coast of Mesa. Go Vikings. West. Uh, West Coast Mesa. Oh, West. <laughs> Yeah, well, West don't Coast get that confusing. Yeah. That's, our, that's our rival. Oh, West Coast of Mesa, born and raised. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, it's been amazing. And there's a bar right by our spot that uh, is called the Wayfair. These Maybe guys have played there. The yeah, a time or two they've played there. No, but it's good peeps, and they're doing sixty-four ounce growlers for twenty-five bucks. Wow! Insane! It's so cheap. Like and it's like craft. This is Pappas. Uh, it's like a Mexican lager, like craft Mexican lager from Pappas, and like draft beer, like so cheap for like it averages out to like three, four bucks, like per twelve ounces. Like huh. that's insane. 
And they refill growlers too. So when you finish, yeah, they you, refill you can buy a growler yeah. there. And then, or if you have one at home, you could bring it and they will clean it and refill it with the beverage of your choice. Yeah. Really and to be clear, um, all growlers that are sold off this podcast, I do recoup 80% of the profits. <laughs> so please go out and buy. How'd you swing that deal? That sounds great. I know, 80-20 deal, right? The old 80-20 yeah. deal. <laughs> you really bamboozled them over at the Wayfair, Brett. Yeah. Well, you know, they're never expecting an 80-20 deal. They're like, oh, there's something he knows we don't. They, they, they don't call you, they don't call you bamboozling this. Brett Moline for nothing. Yeah, there you go. Oh, shit, it's the bamboozler. They, they, they don't send the money, though. You just, have to add it, you just have to add it like a tax to, uh, you know, his, uh, his Venmo here, so... It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's great. Yeah, just, uh, just do, do the math. and, it's, uh, and Double and underscores, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Debbie Leach. Cheers. Uh, Brett tries to make it really easy to find him with the double underscores. You know, if, if hey, you're single, I, I you're did see another comment. I did yeah. want to bring up, guys, uh, yeah. to Eric uh, Gessner, uh Smoky Organ. Hey, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Or, okay, no, I yeah. did that. You're fine. I was like, I, I clicked it. I, let's not talk about it. Okay. So, <laughs> So no, but uh, in Oregon, stay safe. That is scary. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. I guess he's here for me, obviously. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Hey, Eric. Cheers to you, man. Everybody's here for you, Brett. Yeah, cheers. Christ. Cheers for you. No, but, right, no, but really, next? we're here for you, bro. It's me. We got you. I, I wasn't forgotten. Um, I'm in the corner. I'm in the left corner. <laughs> Don't point because it's hard. You, do you want to be somewhere else? Streamer just uh, updated this stuff, so I can don't, I can don't change it, Steve. I'm, I, I can, I I can move you over here. Oh, oh, God. oh, whoa! Look at that. Change it no. back. Change it back. For everyone listening to the podcast, uh, we're on Streamer. We stream it live to Facebook yeah. and Instagram, and we're all on little squares on our computers. Yeah. And Steve now has the ability to move the squares around. Yeah, and it gets it, it gets mentally disturbing to do that because my whole life just changed. Now I have to re. Process and everything. And um, fun fact, that oh, was the uh, uh, the one that introduced us to StreamYard too, which was yep. great. Nice. And Henry, what are you drinking? Henry? Um, I'm drinking another. I, I may or may not have already been drinking this on the podcast, but this is another uh, Henry local, local Maine uh, beer. It's the Geary's Summer Ale from the Geary Brewing Company in Portland, Maine. And it is a certified independent craft brewer uh, association beer. Nice. This is the Geary's uh, Summer Ale. Cheers, nice. brother. Cheers, guys. Made in Maine, where, where I... Hell where yeah, dude. Hell yeah, We dude. love Maine. We love, we love Maine. Maine. We love Maine. That's right. That's right, my dog. And Yo, I have on the real though, I, I do. I, have, I got a lot of love for Maine. Uh, when I was in the performing group that Steve and I uh, were in together, how we know each other, I toured to the East Coast and... When we were in Maine, we and we would stay with families while, when we were on tour. Um, and the families that I stayed with in Maine were fucking awesome. Yeah, like, I still keep in touch. This one family, the Reynolds family from Bangor, Maine. Bangor, like, okay, yeah, that's yeah. not far from me. Yeah, like, I still keep in touch with them. Like, I follow awesome. the oldest son on Instagram and shit, and, like, and he's in New York. Like, when next time I go to New York, I'm going to go see him. Like, And that was in 2005, you know? Wow. Oh, yeah. Very like, cool. Uh, they're just like they're a wonderful family. So anyway, I, I love them. And Joe Sear, our good buddy, is also from from Maine, and and we have other great friends from Maine. So yeah, man, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, my my mom lives out here, so I come out here. I try to come out here every year to uh, 
see how everybody's doing and kind of get lost in the beautiful landscapes Dude. of uh, mid-coastal Maine. We were at Bar Harbor in, they, I mean, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the locals said the worst time of the year, and it was still stunning. Like, it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And I was like, man, I cannot imagine in the summer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Just unreal. Yep. What do you say that it, it's pretty gold? It's I would gold, say yeah. it's twenty four k. That's where Bruno Mars. That's where Bruno Mars wrote that song. It was Maine. Yeah. yeah. Not far and from Bruno, where I am in this exact moment. Yeah. I, I've heard it. That goes through my mind. That's why Henry I mean, Henry went back to Maine to be influenced by that by Bruno Mars's yeah. album for yes. the next Robert John and the Wreck Out. Yes. <laughs> Precisely. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is the work. This is the work that we have to do as artists. Okay. Like it's not fu- like why they call me Henry the Hitmaker. It's Henry <laughs> the Hitmaking Henry. Who calls you that? <laughs> I was kidding. You don't have to be mean. Everybody, Sorry. hey, everybody for the past 20 minutes, and then I have one jab and everyone just shuts up. <laughs> Jeez, what's wrong with Andrew tonight? We're all like, What are you drinking, Robert? <laughs> Jeez. Okay. All right, I don't okay. talk anymore. <laughs> so, I am I I have a beverage going on, but I'm going to talk about each part of the beverage. So, I'm drinking this, which is called apricot. What? Liqueur. They make apricot? Hmm. Straight up. Nice. And wow. it's it's delicious on its own. It's in my in my book it's amazing. Um I like it better than all the other flavors that I've ever had, but I also wanted a cocktail. Um so I mixed it with <clears throat> Jack Daniel's. Hmm. And uh, at first, I was like, "That that might be weird." I don't know. Sounds weird. This drink is gold. Oh, this is oh, this nice. is so it's so good. Really, I need everyone to try it one day. Okay, like I have my Robert John iced tea, and I'm going to live by that. Yeah. Wait, what's the Robert John iced tea? I've never. I don't know about this. I'll Ooh. tell you later. This competes with it. What? Oh, uh, Brett, oh, right here in the banner. The Robert John yeah. iced tea. It's it's Jack Daniel's soda water. Uh, bitters Wait, and where, where, where? I can't see bottom. it. Where? Right here. Wow, you guys know all the, how to do all this shit. Robert John Ice Tea, Jack Daniels. But this, okay. but Apricot Lacroix with Jack Daniels, it's it's blowing me out of the water right now. It is so good. You know what? Wow. I admire you guys for still being able. I, I can't drink Jack Daniels anymore. I had too many bad mishaps with it. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, oh, yeah. we know. I just can't go back to him. I'm like, no, Jackie, I don't trust you. I don't trust him. I would much rather do, and Jameson is walking the line, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Uh, that's why I don't go back to Mr. Morgan, because I had oh, bad times with Mr. Morgan. Yeah. Dude, my buddy, my Mr. best buddy from high school, every time he's drinking Morgan, I'm like, oh, boy. And he knows it, too. He's like, why'd you let me drink Morgan? I'm like, I told you. And he's like, you can't let me drink Morgan. I remember being at a bar with Brett in Long Beach. and, at, and we're I drinking. never went to a bar in Long Beach. <laughs> We were drinking like beer all night, and then at the end of the night, we're all drunk, and and Brett's like, "We should do a shot of Johnny Walker Black," and I'm like, "That sounds awful," and then he just got them, and we took a shot of Johnny Walker Black at the end of the night after like pints of like Smittix and Guinness and like heavy beer, and I ran into the bathroom and puked it all. <laughs> Was that a deep piazzas? No, that was at the Dubliner. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. I remember that night. Fuck. Yeah. Anyways, Man, that was, what's that beer? Time. What's the beer at the Dubliner that is like. Smittix. Yes, fuck. Yep. That shit. 
man, that will that fucked me up. It's it'll it's it's a killer. Uh, okay, wait. That's what I'm drinking. So cheers, everybody. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, cheers to everybody cheers. in the chat. Cheers, everybody tuning in. Yeah. Cheers, cheers to all you future people who are listening yes. in the future. If you're like in, in the, the future, listening to this right now, I am personally cheersing you right now. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to you, future people. Shout out to, Shout out to uh, independent breweries, Michael Caro, Caro. Mm-hmm. He said, support Bald Man Brewery in Minnesota. Hell He's yeah. And all their brews are named after. Hell yeah, that's dope. Nice. All right. We just oh, need them to send, send us some, some beers. Yeah, send us, Michael, send us some beers. Also, send us some fucking beer names, man. Come on, don't leave us hanging. <laughs> beer names. Don't fucking... Come on, man. Give us- think about what this is going to taste like when we go to Minnesota yeah. and go to this brewery. Yeah. Are we talking like a uh, queen bicycle? I'll tell you it's a queen bicycle. Are, 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 are you sure? <laughs> it's a double IPA. Yeah, I'll take it. Dude, that's a good double IPA name because there's two yeah. tires on a bike. Yeah, dude. Toboggan IPA or just going down the hill after the first one? If they're if they really got their shit together, when they do the thing, it goes, bicycle, bicycle, I want to ride my bicycle. Like with the, the different parts done. of the song every time that's they pull funny. the tap. I want to ride my bicycle. <laughs> Damn, I want to ride. <laughs> I say black. I say white. Purple that's haze. great. Purple haze. Oh, that's great. Okay, okay. That's a good name. Okay, like keep it. them coming, Michael Carroll, because yeah. that's yeah. honestly one of the first ones I would have guessed. So you got any more? Come on, man. <laughs> Give me some more beer names. Expectations to be uh, uh, deceived. Blow my, blow me away with these beer names. I'm ready. <laughs> you said, really, really, man, you know give what? me a sec. I think, uh, I think this is a good time to, uh, you know, because he's all right, talking all right, about we'll give you a sec. Yeah, yeah, well, right? well, well, Michael's yeah, getting the uh... because he's talking about huge songs in the comments. Right, I think this is a good time to uh, talk about some music and give him some time to come up with these great names. Right, guys? Yeah, yeah buddy, that sounds good great. Idea, right? Sounds so, great. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, continue on with uh, two weeks ago. I was talking about. A, uh, a group called Faces that featured a young vocalist by the name of Rod Stewart. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, wow. Last week, I, I interrupted my sort of theme to showcase our good friend Walter Trout's new record, which is out now. It's called Ordinary Madness. We Wait, Henry, I'm song. sorry. Henry, you said Faces is the name of the band? The band is called Faces. Okay, cool. I'm just writing this yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to go back a couple years in the history of Rod Stewart and sort of kind of jump on to another connection here. And uh, before he was in Faces, he played with a guitarist that you may or may not know uh, by the name of Jeff Beck in his group called... Rings a bell! Yes, I hope it does. And uh, basically what happened is uh, Jeff Beck was in this group called the Yardbirds... Uh, until around 1966 and decided to go solo. And uh, at, a, at some point down the line, recruited Rod Stewart to sing lead vocals and Ronnie Wood, who would later go on to play guitar in Faces with Rod Stewart and also guitar in the Rolling Stones. And so Ronnie Wood played bass, actually, on this record. Oh, wow. And uh, Mickey Waller was the drummer. And, uh, yeah, basically it's it's... Kind of like Led Zeppelin before 
Led Zeppelin knew what it was. Like it's like this really interesting sort of incarnation of that same sort of thing of like the first Led Zeppelin record, but sort of previous incarnation in a way, basically, but, but definitely its own thing as well. There's, there's definitely a unique thing to listen to. And I think, I think really it should be just as famous as the first couple Led Zeppelin records, because in my opinion, I think it's just as good. Um, it's just as impactful and awesome, but it just never took off the same way, unfortunately. Uh, so there's, we're actually going to do two songs tonight. Because yeah. they're both on the short side. Wow. Uh, the first song was written by a Chicago bluesman <laughs> by the name of Willie Dixon, who's sort of a legend of blues and rock music, basically. He wrote all the blues classics. And uh, the song is called You Shook Me. It was originally performed by a guy named Muddy Waters. Yeah. And uh, the second song is called Bex Bolero, Bex Bolero, which was written and produced by Jimmy Page. Uh, and it featured John Paul Jones Hell yeah. on bass guitar and huh. Keith Moon on drums nice. and uh, Nicky Hopkins on piano. And these are both featured on the 1968 record by uh, Jeff Beck or the Jeff Beck group uh, called Truth. It's an amazing record. It's really, really awesome. Um, it definitely kind of slides right in the pocket in between sort of mid-60s psychedelia and the sort of hard-hitting, heavy blues rock of the early 70s. And it's just kind of this really perfect blend of both of those things. And there's a lot of really cool guitar tones and drum sounds and, and uh, mixing decisions made with the record that I think make it a really interesting listen as well. So, uh, yeah, these are the two songs uh, we're listening to tonight. And uh, without further ado, here they are. Jeff Beck, You Shook Me, and uh, Bex Bolero, 1968. Shook me up all night 
What do you guys say that that was gold? Out of five out of five golds, how many would you would you give it? Five out of five golds. <laughs> I give it five golds. I don't know if I if I just feel really good right now because Brett's here or something, but I feel like that's in the top five of all the songs that Henry's played for the history lesson. Sweet. For me, that was awesome, I, man. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good pick for this week. And really, yeah, dude, uh, that, yeah. that second riff when they kick into it is like, yeah. it's so funny because it starts off on with that acoustic thing, and then it mm-hmm. kind of like, like, where's this going? And then it just gets in that balls to the wall mm-hmm. rock and roll. It's like, dude, you can't Plus just guitar. Yeah, I love that. Just fucking charging. Yeah, yeah. all star band, and uh, I neglected to mention this, but so so John Paul Jones not only plays bass guitar on that second song. He also was doing the organ on the first song. Oh, no shit. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And uh, uh, Nikki Hopkins, um, who is a, a pretty accomplished session musician on keyboards, he was playing piano on actually both of those songs. So he's a British awesome. keyboard player that played with like everybody, and uh, he was on both of those songs. And then, of course, Keith Moon on the drums for the second one. What a cool lineup, too. Yeah. I'd never, I, and for some reason, I had always thought that the Zeppelin and the Who camps were separate. Mm-hmm. So I would have never thought that something like John Paul Jones playing with a Keith Moon would have ever happened, even mm-hmm. though they grew up in the same time frame and were in the same shit. Right. And, and so what's interesting about the session that produced that second song, The Bex Bolero, that's supposedly where they got the name from. Because they were all sort of, you know, hanging around after the session was over, and and Jimmy Page was sort of, in a way, curating it because he did play. Uh, there's like a, there's sort of a subtle. You couldn't hear it as much as as maybe on a different right. mix or something, uh, but he was playing a twelve string electric on the second song, and. Um, basically, that was where the joke happened, where they were like, "Oh, we should just make a super group right now." And I think it was Keith Moon that said that would that would go over like a lead balloon or something. And then oh, somebody what? else said more like a Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. Wow. Some history. Oof. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. That's 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 why we call this section Henry's history lesson. Supposedly that's yes. where it came from. That is the that is the <clears throat> you know, lore, the legend of the whole thing. That's awesome, man. That was great. I do have to say it, it, this is the thing, listening to that. Because do you feel that we have an equivalent to that in music today? I don't feel that we do in a sense of I feel like there's become too many formulas for songs Mm. and everything is so predictable. And like Mm. there's a few artists I think that are, are trying to get out of that, but they're still considered, you know, out there, you know, and it's, it sucks because it's on us as a society. Somehow we merged into this, like, give us the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, right. bridge, last chorus, and we're going to be happy. We're going to spend millions of dollars on that, you know, instead of, like, letting fucking song makers do what's right for the song. I don't know. I, I think it was really, with both of those songs, you can tell. It's like they just... They were in the moment uh, when they were writing it. It was like, oh, yeah, that's what they felt. And they're like, they stuck with that. You know, they didn't let a fucking bigger producer or the fucking label tell them, like, no, Mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense. Like, no, like, people are going to, you know, people aren't ready 
for that yet in the song. Like your your question um, makes me think about this interview I, I that circulates around the internet from time to time um, with with Frank Zappa, <clears throat> and he basically kind of talks about what you talked about, which is I think I think in that time. Uh, you know, all the all the record labels were sort of run by these cigar smoking, you know, business executive guys that didn't know what was going on. And so they sort of just went, Well, you're a band and you got songs and you can play a great live show, so let's just see what happens when we put a record out. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was a little bit less, you know, and then I think by the time even like the mid seventies had rolled around, it was already like, Well, we have a formula for what works in rock bands. And there's there's a little bit of magic in some of the rock music of like say like sixty six to like seventy three seventy five maybe like a lot of that stuff is really like th- that would not fly today like none of that stuff that came out back then would fly nowadays which is kind of crazy but it, because like that's the stuff that defined it but it's yeah but it's you know but a you lot know, of that what... stuff is is really strange at least as far as the production cho- choices that were made but it was like hugely impactful and and i agree and i and i think that i think bands today still make those choices in their live shows mm-hmm. i mean my buddies you know you go see their live show and it's like oh fuck, like you can tell it's like oh this is like what they want to do you know like this is how they wanted to play this song but you know obviously when it's you have the label listening to every fucking mix and they're like, mm-hmm. mm, uh, it's a little too weird. Uh, right. It's not you know, radio ready or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That like, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like what live, they do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. And it's like so dope because you can tell like, Oh, like they like fucking love playing this song live. Cause they mm-hmm. get to do play it how they wanted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, I mean, I guess that's always going to be a great part of, of going to see live bands, obviously. Yes. But listening to that, those two songs, it just made me, it's like, damn, you know, because you feel where they wanted it to go. You know, you mm-hmm. feel what they're trying to get across so much better. Anyway. Yeah, there, there was a certain rawness, I think, about that, that early stuff that just, it was so fresh, you know, it was so like, like people had never heard anything even remotely close to that before in a lot of situations and there, there was a certain freshness to that stuff coming out exactly when it did. And like people kind of making it up as it went along. And I think as time progressed, it sort of was like, well, this is how you do this. Right. And I feel like part of the amazingness of that music is the fact that nobody knew really how to do it. They were just sort of going about things in a really intuitive, organic way. And yeah, in some ways, you know, you could analyze it and, and you know, uh, more accomplished listeners, or more accomplished listeners and musicians could could listen to it and go, well, uh, this is sort of raw or the timing, blah blah blah. But but to me, I feel like that's sort of what makes that music have the energy it does is is that cool rawness to it. There's there's sore spots to it. There's warts here and there. It's raw. It's just it is yeah. what it is. Well, it's and that's fresh. an interesting point though too, dude. Is that so back then, basically, this was experimental. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, really, it kind, kind of, of was. Right? Yeah. So now look at and and it was experimental because it was like as you were saying, raw and emotionally. Yeah, yeah. The, raw, the pop hits right? back then were like you know probably like still like big band stuff or like bubblegum pop and things like that, right? You know. 
maybe like maybe a monkey or things like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that probably, was uh, yeah. that, that was a popular stuff, oh, right? I thought we were doing yeah. four seasons there for a second. <laughs> it could be, yeah, it could have been like crap. four seasons yeah. stuff too. So I think like so. Here's my sorry, go you go. You no, go I was just saying. I think they're they're that just made it sound all the more edgy. You know, you hear this stuff by the Jeff Beck group and Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix and all these crazy sort of psychedelic heavy rock bands that is sort of like it's cutting edge, but they're kind of making it up as they go along in a way. Mm-hmm. Like there's, yeah, you feel it's not that like anybody before them was like, well, we're, this is a psychedelic rock record. Yeah. They took the influences of everybody before them and went, well, this is just what's going to come out. And, but it's, yeah. And that's beautiful because it's like, yeah. dude, they're just, they're feeling something in the moment and printing it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And sending it. They're like, right. I stand behind right. what I was feeling when I played this. Right. And I want millions of people to hear it. There's and millions of people bought those records and went to those concerts. Yeah. And yeah. like, it changed it's fucking the awesome. world. It's vulnerable yeah. as fuck. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, that I was thinking about is like, while experimental back, like, a little, not too long ago, was like, I don't know, it, like a lot of like electronica kind of like, it was like mm-hmm. experimental in the sounds you were making. To me, right. it didn't have, like, even. Just give me a real Skrillex was, you know, like experimental kind of thing where sure. there is emotion behind it, but it's it's much more filtered because of the different, uh, you know, filters on the vo- vocals and shit. Right. Uh, where I think now we're just getting into, and he's been around a bit, but like he, I think he and like Kid, so like uh, Frank Ocean, Kid Cudi, like mm-hmm. they have started this movement of like, of um like r&b like hip-hop kind of but like emotional um r&b hip-hop like genre mm-hmm. that is and, and i don't know i just think it's like a even like you look at a uh fucking what's her name uh, green hair billy eilish. Eilish. eilish yes billy eilish you know what i mean she's like some might say you know she's not what you would you know, she's like could be experiment. You compare it to like what the Britney Spears were and all of that. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, like, I think that we're headed in a beautiful direction with music right now. Potentially, yeah. You yeah, know, there, there is a, some really interesting trends in in pop music that are happening, yeah. and and sort of production choices yeah. that are being made and things. Even like, like that. yeah, yeah, and like the like Tyler the Creator. Like mm. I loved his. Mm. I loved his. Did you see his speech after the? Um, I think it was after the Grammys. Or there, because he's like, yeah, like, it, he basically is like, I'm grateful for this, but like, it's also kind of like, we can do better because, um, like, my music shouldn't be experimental. Like, why is my music experimental? Like, why can't it be? You know, like, and I just really admired that because it, that right. dude, that, that kind of stuff is really pushing yeah. the needle, you know? And that's only to the scope of like the mainstream audience that that's experimental. Like, like, it yeah. can get so much more experimental than that. Yeah, and still sort of have be tethered to sort of a listenable, uh, I guess, pop music element, you know, in the mm-hmm. general scheme, popular music, right? So yeah, well, and I think you know, you look at a lot of people don't think of them as experimental, but Dave Matthews Band, yeah, mm-hmm. they're a jam band, but also like, dude, they had a lot of different fucking sounds and a lot of different ways of going in and out of choruses and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, they were really, and people fucking listen to them. Why? Because they're dope musicians. Mm. 
and I felt like the same thing. Like they were fucking really, they, there was like, it was just, it was just the music. There was no filters on anything, you know? Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. And they did have a couple pop formulate songs that were yeah. big, but like a band that also has these changes that you're like, you try to learn a couple of Dave Matthews songs, and you're just like, "Where the fuck was he coming up with this?" <laughs> yeah, like, all just, over the place. It's insane. Like, okay, like, oh shit! It's wait, a different key signature. <laughs> yeah. So I totally I second what you're saying there. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, no great songs, man. Thanks for those. Thanks. <laughs> I do want that uh, Bex Bolero instrumental to be our walkout tune next time that we do a. Uh, a big, big show. Yeah, why not? I'm, I'm totally back. in favor of that. Dude, I would love that. Oh, I would love God. to walk out to That'd that. Awesome. Yes, I'm Robert. Down. You're down. That'd be amazing. You're down. We got a second. Yes. We got a. We got three out of five golds right now. Cool. Andrew, are you gonna give us a gold? Is this is this a gold or is this is this? Sorry. Uh, I've, been, I've been placing a list together. What are we doing? Live long and prosper. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah. signing right. on for our, our walk up music. <laughs> well, and 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 speaking of walk up music. I try to segue. It didn't work. Oh, that's okay. Oh, <laughs> no, no, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. You got yeah. this, Robert John. Do it. Do your segue. I, I have to ask you a question here. Sorry, sorry. I have to ask you a question. Yes. Because the game can go on for like another hour. And it would be really Ooh. fun to do the game with Brett. So, Brett, you're going to be here in town for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Do we have other podcast guests lined up for every other date? Uh, quite a... We have, we, yeah. Okay, let's talk about Brett then. Okay. Let's start well, by talking can about we, can Brett. Can we talk about Brett and do the game? Okay. The game just won't be as long. Okay. Well, I, I just wanted to give another introduction to Brett because I think Brett is the first guest that I've known longer than some people in the band. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I know, I, I just want everyone to know who Brett is same, and why same he's for here. Same for me too, yeah. A little bit more than we kind of, you know, talked about earlier. Um, but I just wanted to, kind of give a little intro to who Brett is. Not only is he currently a comedian in Los Angeles who um, is hilarious. Uh, you can, you can all Brett uh, talk to you about how you can find all of his stuff uh, in a little bit, but I've known Brett longer than I've known Steve. Yep. Uh, and uh, I met Brett from going to shows in Fullerton and he was in a band called rally for one. And there used to be a, a not cafe. Christian, not Christian at all. It sounds Christian. <laughs> it was not. Uh, there used yeah, to be a club in Fullerton called Plush Cafe. Sounds like and it was, it was a, a it was an all ages club um, that songwriters would play at all the time, and that's why I went because I could actually go to a bar and see songwriters. Yeah, because you were what, how old? Eighteen? You were like eighteen, nineteen, right? Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. And I went, and I think the first time, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brett unless you don't remember. Um, I think I went to go see, like, maybe it was, like, Ernie Halter, and you guys opened up for him. No, uh, you were on the show, dude. Oh, I was? Duty. It was you, I think, uh, Danny then, Micah. I think it was you, Danny Micah, Ernie Halter, and us. And it was Ernie's bill. So he put us yeah. all on a plush cafe, and yeah. he lined it up with Gil, who's the owner. Can you tell I've gotten over this? This was, like... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this was seriously like twelve years ago, and I'm like, know everybody's name. Um, no, but yes, we had like, and it was our first band. It was 
our band's first gig. So we had a fuck ton of people coming to our show. And we get there, and Gil was like, no, they're not on the bill. And, we're like, and, and so Ernie Halter asked you if you would be down to give up half your set, and then yep. Ernie Halter gave up half of his set so that we could play a set. That's true. I, yeah, I, and we yeah. didn't know you. You were you were you know like we. Literally I was a little. Just, I was a little kid who had shitty songs that just wanted to play them. Yeah, and I was like, "Yo, you little piece of shit, dude! Give us half your set, little bitch." Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what happened to you. <laughs> and no, but I, but I, I met the no, there. Robert and, John and, was very. You you were incredible, man. You it was like not even you didn't even have to think about it. You're like, yeah, of course. You know, like. There's no no question at all, you know, and you're a good dude. And, like, obviously, you know, we saw you're a great musician. And we we're like, dude, we need to fucking keep in contact with this guy and continue playing with him. And that's what we did. Yeah, and we, we, we've played countless shows at D Piazza's. Um, <laughs> and I've been on tour with Rally for One with Brett's band. Uh, I've been out to Nebraska and Chicago with them uh, just solo, just opening up for them. <laughs> Or that playing in the awesome. middle of their set because they just let me come up and play in the middle of their <laughs> set for some reason. Still don't know, but it, those are some great memories. And um, Brett is the reason why in the early stages of Robert John and the Wreck that we were going on tour in Nebraska and being in the Midwest as much as we were because Brett and the and the guys were basically get, helping us with all the contacts out there. And, uh, you know, I, Brett is from Kearney, Nebraska. Minden, Minden, Minden. Go Huskers. Minden. Go well, Huskers. You, uh, you Carney, from no, no, no. Minden, but yes, you, yes. Uh, just in case, no one from Nebraska is probably, maybe they are, who knows? And I just got to make sure people would be, if people saw me repping Carney instead of Minden, they'd be like, that motherfucker, he's so loud. <laughs> I would say the same shit. If someone was like, no, you're from Minden, bitch. <laughs> Come from Minden. <laughs> he's from Minden, but he, uh, his, his, at some point in his life, his family moves to Kearney, Nebraska. Yes, yes. And uh, we, you, we, there was a point in time where we had played Kearney, Nebraska, more than we had played Los Angeles. Oh yeah. Um, and, I think that's still. Uh, so that's he set still us up with a great gig out yeah. there, and uh, we played in his hometown of Minden, yeah. Nebraska, for a for a block party once. Oh yeah, and, dude. Um, we that was gotten... honestly that was so fucking dope. Oh my god. It was. We had a we had a good time. Was that okay, wait. We should tell the story. This is a great story. So I'm I'm the uh, I, I'm in charge of getting the reunion all lined up for a ten year reunion, and I'm from a clap, town of three thousand people, middle of nowhere, sticks to Nebraska, great place to grow up. Anyway, long story fucking short, gold, dude. Uh, fucking gold, dude. Fucking gold. Said fucking gold, man. Fucking gold, yeah. Um, so we're uh, and I'm like, okay, ten year reunion because the last class, like they their reunion sucked. I'm like, no, dude. Oh <laughs> four, we're gonna fucking drop this out like a motherfucker right so i said i call city hall and i'm like i'm like yeah i'm wondering um yeah i was just wondering how much it would cost to block the street off and they're like oh hi is this brett and i was like yeah how are you she's like oh hi you know so anyway and she's like what are you blocking it off for and i was like well i'm, I'm uh and, and so i told her you know i was like hey we want to have a tenure and she's like oh okay she's like it's gonna cost 50 dollars to block the street off <laughs> okay great and i was like so how much like do i have to pay extra for police or anything and and she's like nope just 50 dollars wow i was like amazing and and then and they like contacted the police to block street off and all this shit so word gets around town i get a call on my phone like a week later and it's uh the 
the head of the board of, uh, of, of the city. And he said, Brett, we want to, are you having, you know, and cause he heard that I was getting you guys, you know, they had heard that I was getting you guys to come play, uh, at the thing. And they were like, you know, we heard about this band and, you know, we, we want to help. So then the city partnered and then that's where we could really get you guys, uh, you know, what you deserve to get paid. So, and, uh, yeah, next time you guys come, we'll have like an even better situation. It'll be good. I'm excited. Hey, what, what year? What year was that? That was uh, I graduated high school in 2014. 2014. Yeah. Yeah, I graduated high school in 2014. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so 2014. I was yeah. pissed I couldn't yeah. be there for that too, man. <laughs> I had to fly out. 2004, and meet the guys 2004, in, uh, all right? I'm in my 30s. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Listen, you want to come at me? Come at me in the comments and then we'll, we can friend each other afterwards. Henry, I'll go a step look. further. I'm going to DM you, bro. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, if, if you want, you can just find Brett on Instagram mm-hmm. at BreezyFBaby. And uh, I'm going to edit that I'm better. Sure. But, yeah. And uh, another, another thing I wanted to touch on with and the, Brett, are you done with that story or did you want to keep going? Yeah, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, buddy. Oh, no. I, I just remember, well, two things. I have two things. That night, we saw a horse running down <laughs> the highway on our on our way back to like the hotel or way back somewhere. We were leaving somewhere. And we're like, I'm driving the van, and it's late at night, and we probably had a couple beers, but it's Nebraska, so it doesn't matter. Oh um, and we're driving, and I'm like, guys, there's a horse running down the highway. <laughs> And like, I don't even remember this. Oh no, I, I do because it was it changed my life. Um, and I was like, guys, there's a horse running down the the high, like literally in the middle of the highway. And so we just like you know keep driving, and we get to a point where like the horse is like closer to closer to the side, and we like literally just go around the horse on a highway and just keep driving, and then like looking at each other like that happened. Oh, he knows where man. he's going. <laughs> he knows, hey, yeah. You know what? You do your thing, man. You need to run a bit. <laughs> yeah. But that, that was just a side note. But the, the real thing was that uh, Steve and Brett can go farther with this, but Steve and Brett were in a performing group of um, beautiful human beings all throughout the country. Yes. Um, and part of the early days of touring is that they also lived everywhere. And yeah. so in the early stages of touring, we would be sleeping at all these people's houses across the United States that Brett and Steve were in this uh, performance group with. And and they're called the Young Americans, but they really helped us structure the beginning of the band and touring because we'd go to Omaha and we'd have a place to stay. And we'd go to you know Louisiana, we'd have a place to stay. And it was just a, a really impeccable group of people that since we were friends since Steve was in the band and we were friends yeah. with, you know, Brett and Blake and everybody, we kind of got to, as a band, we got to kind of be grandfathered in with a little hug from this huge group of people who have, who have done a lot for us. So I want to say, say thank you to everyone who was a part of that group who has housed us in the early stages and, and been a part of our growing band outline and, and friends to this day. So Absolutely. Um, I just think that's a really cool feature that I, I, I kind of wanted people that are listening to, to kind of understand why Brett's here <laughs> um, a little bit more in detail other than just being a great person. All right. RGs. Thanks, man. Cheers. I appreciate it. And, and Brett, why don't you uh, talk a little bit about what you've been doing recently up in LA and um, 
on the on the comedic side of uh, things, and then we'll move on and we'll get this game going. Sounds good. Uh, and uh, thank you, Robert John. Yeah, we're longtime buddies, and you know, good peeps attract good peeps. That's all it mm-hmm. is, you know. So, um, uh, but yeah, uh, I have been doing comedy for like seven years now up in, up in uh, Los Angeles and um, studied at, at Upright Citizens Brigade and, and studied at Groundlings and, uh, uh, you know, performed at, at uh, on the Sunday Company at Groundlings and then performed uh, on, a, on a, an awesome house sketch team at UCB uh, with some incredible peeps. Um, and, um, yeah, I've just been writing. Uh, I have some... Uh, buddies that we have a youtube channel you can check it out it's genuine jerks on youtube um we're we release videos like two three times a month uh we've been featured on uh the today show good morning america uh vulture funny or die die, uh (laughs) you know uh reddit we're on from if anyway uh you can check us out if you want i love Um, that tuesday video while we're talking about this what's that the fat tuesday video the motorcycle. Oh, the motorcycle. <laughs> <one>. Yeah. <laughs> the fat Tuesday. No I love that. That's what you took away from the video. The, uh, the Fat Tuesday video. <laughs> Which that video is up to like how many? How many views now? For like... reference, for the for people watching, he's talking about it's a sketch, it's a short video about how people react to motorcycles. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, react to motorcycles. So and Henry's calling it the Fat yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> I say Fat Tuesday. Well. That's uh, what I think of it because you say that like know, eight times so in the funny. video. I'm like, Fat Tuesday. That's what I call it every time one of those babies rides by. It must be Fat Tuesday. Yeah. And and the you, you the Sunday Company um, is is a show that you guys put on every Sunday, right? Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and I'm I finished my Roman Sunday Company here, but uh, uh, and now obviously because of the pandemic, no one's doing yeah. It. Sucks, and all, but... all I was going to say was that I got the chance to go once oh, yeah. because Sunday nights are not like an easy night to drive all the way to North Hollywood. Um, even though when I did it, I was like, oh, this is easy. I should go all the time. Um, <laughs> but like before you go, like the just like the fact of like, are you want me to drive all the way up to North Hollywood at like 830 on a Sunday? Like, yeah, that seems like a endeavor. But uh, anyway, so what I was going to say is that um, I know I know Andrew's been to it before, too, but I we got to go and it was just I. I wasn't drunk or I was, I wasn't high. And I literally laughed for the whole entire show. It was hilarious. It was yeah. it's better than SNL right now. Um, it was so funny. And um, it's just, I a, remember a lot of those sketches. There's like the hot dog sketch where you guys just kept going back and forth and getting more ridiculous about things. Do you remember that? Do you even remember Wait, that? that? Yeah. It's going to be like these tour stories with me. Yeah. Where I don't remember any of it. <laughs> And yeah. there was a sketch where the tallest girl in your group and you were dating, and then they were just making like, like trying not to say anything about it the whole time. Oh, like, uh, like it was, uh, like we were Amish, or not? No, uh, like no. we were Puritan. No, I don't think so. It was like it was making fun of just the size difference between you two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like she was like almost treating you like a baby sometimes or things like that. Was, but it like was it was very, like, it was played very straight. Fuck, I don't even remember that. Fuck. She was, like, uh, uh, making you, like, do the airplane thing and stuff like that. It's really hard to describe for people who haven't seen it. And, again, I'm sure Brett's doing, like, a different sketch every weekend. You know, they prep, like, five sketches a weekend. So 
I was like, I don't know, man. Like, what are you talking about? Like, hot dogs? No, I love that. I, I do. I'm, I'm glad that they have stuck with you and that they are going to mold your brain forever. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that one out of my brain anytime soon. <laughs> the hot dog. You know, he's going to be in his on his deathbed. He's going to be like, the hot dogs. The hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs. What is he saying? What is Grandpa saying? Oh, my dying wish. I want to see the hot <laughs> dog sketch <laughs> one more time. <laughs> Somebody oh, get God. bread on the hologram <laughs> machine. Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday. Hot <laughs> dogs, Fat Tuesday. <laughs> what does Grandpa say? But dude, I Brett- walk in. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, hot dog. Yeah, he's talking yeah. about our sketches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long did, how long did you did the, do the Sunday company for, though? Because you were, you six were there six months. Dude, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of sketches. Uh, sure. It was a lot of sketches. Yeah. Yeah, wild times. And now, you know. Now we're just focusing on trying to film uh, stuff that we can, you know, obviously with COVID shit, uh, putting on our channel and then um, shopping a show around that's about uh, kind of based on my life experiences living with cripple file syndrome, which is uh, the rare form of severe scoliosis I was born with. So uh, we have a 10 minute pilot on our YouTube channel that um, we put out in April that's, um, you know, had a fairly good response. And so, yeah. Yeah, um, just uh, seeing who we can work with on it. So yeah, it's been good. It came out so good, man. That's yeah. something yeah. to be proud of. It looks exactly like a TV show, and it's Thanks, written man. so well and yeah. stuff like that. So. Thanks, dude. Yeah, the music sounds good too. Thanks, buddy. The, yeah, Stevie. Yeah, so yeah, so Stevie and I have been friends yeah. since 2004. We were in the same uh, same uh, class, performing group class together, and um, yeah, we toured together we or no we never toured together we just went to boyne together yeah yeah which, yeah, we which is a dinner theater in northern theater. michigan yeah yeah which was crazy times up there man they we, we yeah. have so it's a two-act show and you know like a dinner theater if you've never been to one it's uh the the cast that is doing a two-hour show that also does an hour of cocktail music is also your servers and your you know uh, cocktail waitresses and stuff and on stage and all the things. And we only had like two and a half weeks to put that shit together every summer. And it was mainly a brand new show every summer. So it was it was nuts. Like, you know, putting together all of everything. And that's probably why I'm, you know, stay up way too late all the time. Because I'd be, you know, up from like Monday morning to Thursday night and shit. Working on stuff and rehearsals and the other shit. But yeah, super fun. It was good. Right. Place. You guys should talk about the musical too. You've done so yeah, much. So, yeah. Don't even think about it. Well, no, yeah. So, so I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm gonna be real for a second. Steve and I didn't exactly gel the entire time we were in the performance group. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for real. Just keeping it real. Yeah. And and I get why. And and now that we're like close buddies, we I understand why. We were always cordial why. to each other. Like it wasn't ever. Like, yeah, we were always cordial, yeah. but we weren't tight. Like we weren't like we are now. I, th- I think I just wasn't there because like I had to work. Like we get done with the rehearsal, and I had to work. I had more work to do than I had time to do between when rehearsal ended and the next rehearsal started. Right, right, right. So well, I just well, wasn't like, like even like you know when we went to Boyne and stuff. Like yeah. we, you know, like we butted heads and we were recording this one uh, part for our show. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. roughly so, like Steve was like on like no sleep and like I just could. I was like nervous because I'm insecure in the studio. 
Like, yeah. I'm, like, you know, listening to myself and just second-guessing every fucking note I hit. And I'm trying and, to be patient, but my eye's twitching, and, you know, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. And so we, like, had a rough, like, yeah. we butted heads, and I was like, fuck that guy, man. He's a fucking perfectionist. <laughs> it's crazy, man. We never butted heads with Steve. Yeah, never. <laughs> never. About anything. So that's no, no, I like to tell the story. Glass. Yeah, and I like to tell this story because it's it's a good, it's a beautiful story because... You know, we got out of the performing group, and then we were both living in Long Beach. We were both, like, I was in the band. He was, um, like, in a few bands and, like, writing his own shit. And, like, you know, we had this uh, one argument one night because, like, I was scared shitless because I went to pick him up, and then he wasn't there. And, like, and I was like, dude, don't ever fucking scare me like that. You Don't ever do that ever fucking again. And then, like, shortly after that, like, Steve ends up helping me record this song for Christmas, this uh, Christmas song for my family. And he like really worked hard on it and like this video. And he like drove us up to big bear in his car so we could film like in the snow and shit for Christmas. And that's when Steve and I like became real buddies. Yeah. That was definitely a, like, a turning point. And that's, and we've been working with each other ever since. And I still feel sorry about that day, man. Fuck. Dude, you don't need to feel sorry. It's fine. I I like to to go into that's the barometer of like, yeah, that's when Steve and I fucking were butting heads and like not cool with each other. And then now look at us. It's awesome, you know? No, we've Um, done even just We need more of that. We need more of that, man. We need we need more patience and you know, like a little patience. Yeah. I think it takes Ah. it takes like tell them what you guys have been working on recently. Well, they do everything together. Steve's usually helping Brett with something that he's doing. Steve is honestly my music slave. (laughs) Steve's (laughs) Yeah. Well that's a funny way to put it. No, he uh, no, it's ridiculous. I'm like, dude, you don't have to do this. He's like, no, dude, I wanna fucking work with you. I wanna fucking and I'm like, seriously, man, you can say no. I don't have any money to pay you. I know, dude, seriously, you can say no. I want you to say no. No, I don't. Okay, so let me, let me, let me put it this way because I, I don't know if I ever actually told you this and what better platform than the entire internet. But um, dirty laundry in the, front of everyone. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's so, up, Facebook? So I, I used to... Yo, Zuck, what's I, up? <laughs> what up, Zuck? <laughs> yeah. Zuck. Zuck, fucking gold. Thanks, StreamYard. Brought to you Yo, by cheers to Zuck. Yeah. Cheers to Zuck. Tank. There you go. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, dude, like, so I, all of you guys here on screen know that, like, I've, I spread myself way too thin all the time. And a couple of years ago, I, I made the decision to only focus on two, this is going to sound bad right now, but I'll get to it. Like hobbies, <laughs> like things things that aren't paying that I do for me, you know what I whoa, mean? Whoa, dude! Whoa, like, whoa, whoa! Like that, whoa. that I that I you know, like the 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 money doesn't matter. I do it because I get enjoyment out of it and passion projects, right? And so for building this band, you know, what I mean, was a passion project. Building every other band that I've been in has been a passion project. Like building my own musical stuff has been a passion project. I'm not. It's taken years to see money from any of it. Granted, like a lot of this can parlay into a job and stuff and and be able to be monetized later. But like you have to take that leap of faith and like bleed for it and assume that you're not going to make money for like, you know, 10, 20 years or whatever. Or just that you're just doing it because it gives you something that money can't buy. You know what I mean? And working with you, honestly, dude, like... Through all the stuff that we've done, like, I don't give a shit about any of that. Like, I'll put my money behind it because, like, 
I love working with you, and you're fucking brilliant, man. And I love everything that we're fucking doing together, which is great. So, thanks, man. Yeah. So do I. And all this, none of you guys have mentioned anything about the goddamn musical. <laughs> Can you talk about the musical? Okay, please? well, okay, well, okay. Here it is. So, we have we wrote a musical called Thirty One yeah. and Sweet. I love that you guys want to make out later, but yeah. can you just talk about the thing that you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. I like your no, it's great. It's great. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good to work in a relationship. Um, no, um, so we wrote a, I, I always wanted to write a musical with Steve, and I just got this idea, and I was like, hey, man, what do you think about this? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And I had already had some songs that I had written that we could, excuse me, kind of already implement, excuse me, into the musical. And, oh, and I said, I said, let's do, let's do a half-hour musical. That's nothing, right? I was like, let's just do write a half hour musical. So we did, and uh, we did it three times. And we yeah. performed at UC at Upper Citizens Brigade, and then we performed twice at the Comedy Central stage. And then we have uh, someone that, like a producer, that like you know we we kind of developed it into a movie uh, uh, script. We had uh, one of my writing partners uh, come and help us kind of write. You know, so him and I went and wrote the movie version, and then. Steve and I wrote another song for the movie, and then, yeah, I mean, we have it as a project. You know, things are obviously on hold yeah. right now, uh, but um, you know, I don't know. We well, and, and we what, like it, and, and, and it was well received. Yeah, yeah. And what, what's, what's yeah. amazing, and and, what, and, and what Brett's glossing over <laughs> is that is that we so we put this thirty one and single. single. Talk, please, please, oh. so, God, I, I feel like you're. Uh, Talk about what the musical is about, please. I feel like you guys are all processed and not about the, uh, like, you know, I'm like trying to get you to go like, this musical is great and it's funny. And you're like, yeah, we did it and blah, 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 blah. You go well, we're trying to be right? modest and things. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, but there's I no modesty it, here. This no, is it's amazing. And like yeah, every show that we did was sold out. The content yeah, of it, it was so super funny. funny and super relevant to, uh, you know, bigger so when, when days as we yeah. all get older and like are trying to figure it out. So so when Brett brought it to me, and Brett, jump in at any point here because you you were the one that brought it to me. But I Okay, was wait, just... wait. So he wants a log line. Sorry. So it's a guy who's turning... Yes. He, he um, finds out from his uncle, uh, who's passed away, it's in his will, that his uncle wants him to get married before he turns 31, right? Uh, because his uncle, who's, you know, a billionaire, he gets, so he, he's got to get married before he turns 31 so he can get, his un- in his will, $500,000 yeah. from his uncle. Or else That's that money goes to Courtney Cox. And he has two weeks to do yeah. it. So the, oh, yeah. so the character, played by Brett, has to go through all the different types of dating in L.A., Right, and with a time lock on all this stuff. And so he's doing, and then there's songs about each one. So it's like speed dating, social media dating, you know, and we developed this over, you know, the, the first, I think the first half hour was like seven writing sessions. And then just, you know, working on stuff in between when we met. And then a couple of rehearsals, and then it was up and sold out, and it was fucking fantastic. And then we revised it twice and brought like new stuff into it and developed the story and everything. But it was all the, and like he goes to church, he goes to all these different things, and everything is just like the most ridiculous version of what that could be. And it was so great because he was like his character is just trying to, is trying to get the money, but also learning life lessons out of the whole experience. And also like shedding light on the current climate of trying to find a partner in this crazy world that we live in. 
Yeah, it's such a good pitch, you know what I mean? Like, everything about it is like, you know, everyone who's in the audience, I saw it, and, you know, the, it was, the place was packed. There wasn't an empty seat in the house, and you go, and everyone's just laughing at every joke just yeah. landed so well because it's so relevant to, you know, L.A. life and just trying to be anything in the arts. I yeah. feel like, you know, you have to postpone everything else to try to make that kind of stuff work. So, uh, Which was really no, funny, was actually, awesome. too, because we didn't know until that first half-hour version of it that we needed to account for when the laughs were because we were, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the cast was performing the pre-recorded tracks. So <laughs> if a laugh happens, like, so I'm having to do like these, like, you know, an extra bar here, two extra bars there. You listen it back just on regular speakers and you're like, Oh, there's a bunch of dead air. Like it's not really moving forward. It's like, no, we have to pause for the laugh <laughs> and like have just a little bit extra, like give it a beat there, but not too much, you know? And, I was, I, I'd never ball. have to, to deal with that, but so many jokes that first time, uh, that, that first run just got missed because everybody was cracking the fuck up. It was great. It's like the best problem to have for a musical comedy in film. Wouldn't that be so rad if Netflix picked it up and like my friend has a show on Netflix? <laughs> That'd be so cool. That'd be fucking tight as fuck. Yeah. I just want cool. to brag about it. Come on, yeah. Zuckerberg. I would just, I would just, I would just walk around town with a mask on and just telling people that I don't even know. <laughs> hey, I have a friend that has a Netflix show. What do you, what do you <laughs> get? Or would you rather be like more of an Amazon Prime type guy? That well, wait, are we talking about, or? yeah, and just like a movie, like sell it as a movie? Like I would rather have Like you get the VHS delivered to your door? Are wow. we striking a deal yeah. with Panasonic? It's only available on VHS. You have to buy the VHS player. That would be brilliant. Wow. It'd be great. Well, Only available on Laserdisc. Now, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Not to launch into a completely different topic, but I have yeah. been thinking about this lately. What is the movie on-demand situation looking like as far as renting and shit? But, I mean, how do we feel about this $30 thing? I mean, this is obviously going to keep going it's because you have people – how many people sure, have – home entertainment systems are getting better and better. Let's be honest. Yeah. How many people – are just going to say, fuck it, I'm going to pay the $30, and I'm going to just stay here and invite people over. Can I ask a question? Even, even after the virus is over, that's what I'm saying. What is this $30 thing that we're talking about? Uh, we watched so, Mulan the other night, and it was 30 yeah, bucks sorry. on Disney+, Plus, which was, it was like great. 30, 30 bucks to rent it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But it's but brand for the new, whole household. like Disney's brand new so like, big movie. If you know? have, like, for, for me, you know, I live in a rental and I have roommates and stuff. And, uh, you know, there's three of us here at this house. So it's 10 bucks each, which is cheaper than going to the actual movie theater. You know what I mean? That makes sense. And for people with families that have, and you can you know, smoke whatever, weed. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you, Thank can, you. And you can pause it. <laughs> If you smoke too much, movie theaters when you open back up. Have you, have you yeah. never done that before? You went into a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, but then Not you have to pay the twenty dollars. I get weird. I'm like, oh fuck, they know. <laughs> but like, who cares? I've like, seen the reaction cameras. No, yeah, they're like, oh shit, he's high. <laughs> they're really judging me. God. Oh, he ordered a medium popcorn just for himself. Dude, fucking stoner. I will never forget. Steve would come. He's like, dude, he would hit me up at like 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock at night when we lived in Long Beach. He's like, dude, you want to go to a movie? And we would get high as fuck. And then he taught me to, to get the ice cream. Yeah, things, dude. Yeah, get the root on. beer. 
So it's like a root beer float in your you mouth? Get, you get Nestle dips Steve definitely taught me that a, too. And a cup Steve of root beer. And you pop the dips. So like, and then you take a sip of the root beer. And you make root beer floats in your mouth. It's the best thing. And it costs. And they don't normally serve root beer floats. And if they do, it's not to the same size. And like, you know, you can't control the, uh, the balance there. But you can with dibs in your mouth. It's nice. You're welcome. You're welcome, Bobby. Thank you, Brett. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But no, my question, that's my that's my question though. Is that I I think it is going to affect the movie industry. I I don't think that you're going to see people flooding back to go see movies like like we think they will. I don't. I really don't. Uh, if if you keep and my question is is will they keep that as an option or are they going to do away with it? Honestly, I think that's, that's been the same for a long time though. You know what I mean? Like home home theater systems have been been continually getting better for years and years and years and so it's like to go to the theater like you're you're paying all these upcharges for different stuff and the theater doesn't make money off of the ticket sale they make their money off of the concessions yeah right but it's it's been that same thing for years and i think this was just you know might be the straw that breaks the camel's back and stuff but if you have a you know 90 inch 4k 6k 8k whatever the fuck they're up to now tv and you sit on your coffee table in front of it, it's going to be like watching IMAX. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, without what, uh, having to, like, move your chair up so that somebody can get by and spill popcorn or soda on you, you know? And it's, and it's like, I mean, this this new model has probably only been going on for a little bit, right? Yeah. So if, if, if Disney and these other people realize that they made more money having it on demand for 30 bucks yeah. than they did in the box office and not having then it's going to be a more exactly. thing, but if especially making not having half, to give a cut if they're making to, half of it, then know, they're going to want to go back to theaters. But it's, it, it comes down to the thing that the, like the, the movie theaters are retail, right. And the, and the film companies. So it's like who, I guess what my question back to you just as a clarifier is like, are you talking about like the movie industry making money or are you talking about like theaters still existing or like, because the, the money is split up so many different ways. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want movie businesses to go out of it's going to come. It's going to come down to the fact if, 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 if those big movie productions yeah. keep the on-demand model or if they go back to movie theaters when movie theaters open back up to normalcy. Yeah. Online shopping has been around for a long time and there's still malls and there's still retail shops because people still like the physical act of going and shopping. Like if, if, if everyone just only online shop, then those places would be out of business or not, you know, not existent. Right. But I think, but sorry, go, you go ahead, Andrew. Uh, we're going to have this small subset of people that likes going to the movies. That's probably closer to our generation. Cause I, I talk to people all the time who just hate the fact that they have to deal with other people talking and hate the yeah, people yeah. who bring their kids to like a theater and the kid starts crying and. You know, dealing with the teenagers and stuff like yeah, that. Like don't bring your two-year-old to John Wick, dude. Like, there's, yeah, yeah. Just and don't. so I think like those are the people who sort of ruined it for everyone. And I, I've already been talking about driving down to San Diego to go see Tenant. So I really want to <laughs> yeah. see that movie, and I will do anything I have to do to go <laughs> see it in a theater because there's no. I would never ever want to see that movie just on my home system. And not because I don't have an awesome home system that I like watching movies on. Because yeah. I do. I just want to be in a theater and see that thing, you know? Yeah. What's Tenet? Well, the newest Christopher Nolan movie. Oh. It's going to be well, fucking amazing. It's going to be so good. The, 
The other thing too is, um, I mean, especially for the sound, movies are are made to be mixed in surround sound, and you're definitely not getting that out of any bot TV that you have. Yeah. And you may have the ability to to connect to that. I feel like that's something that's like still the theater can kind of have the up hand on because even if I had had five point one surround you know, I, I can't crank it too loud. I have somebody above me and, you know, a lot of people live that way. But the other thing is I was going to say is I think the thing that the theaters are going to do, and you already started seeing this is they're renovating them to be really comfortable and to have food. And so when you go, it's kind of more of an experience where you actually have like a waiter and you're sitting in a, like a comfortable chair. Like I'm a six foot five dude and fucking a movie theater chair is not comfortable ever and I always put my knee in, you know, like now they have like the recliners and like you get a yeah, menu and shit. And I feel like that making it an experience makes it more valuable. And like, you know, yeah. I only go see a movie maybe once every six months, maybe. And like, if I'm going to do it, I might as well just spend one, you know, spend the money to go do it the right way. Well, you're paying, for, you're paying for the movie. experience, you know what I mean? Like it, it's the same yeah. as, it's the same as, as, uh, as going to a live show, you know what I mean? Like you're you're going out to if you're going out to see a band, you're going out to see the band and have the experience of being there with other people. There might be, you know, with movies there might be some jokes that like don't personally hit with you, but you you know, it's it's a community thing, you know? Like I I love that. Like I which is why I always hit you up, Brett, is because like I was going to go by myself regardless, but I was like, <laughs> "Hey, if you're not doing anything, you want to go? Because, like, I'm going. Yeah. Like, I've, it's, uh, you know, the theater's 10 minutes away, and there's yeah. uh, 15 minutes of previews, and you're five minutes away from me, so, like, we'll, we'll just spend five minutes of previews. Yeah, and we would If you have nothing to do and can get ready in the next five minutes, like, I don't fucking care. Like, yeah, what's that showing? Like, I got a meeting at fucking 11. Like, whatever. Let's go. Yeah. And if you don't know, Steve goes to more movies than anyone else I've ever known in my life. I love it, Steve. Even like even on tour, if we have like five hours to kill, Steve will just go to a movie by himself and then come back to us before sound. Because it's an experience, man, and you're and you're experiencing it. Hope you know every theater is different because again retail, but you know you're experiencing it in the way that it's meant that it's intended to be experienced, right? If yeah. you can get like a Dolby surround sound or an atmos or whatever you know theater or something like and then if the timing lines up it's like fuck yeah like i'm in and out and you know unless it's a peter jackson movie like less than three and a half hours like this is great <laughs> like what else do i have to do take me out of my brain for a little bit and just let me experience a story and be like engulfed in it you know what i mean like it's so important which i think the same is, is the same with music most of the time you know like there's there are bands that I'll listen to their records and just not feel it. But if I see them live and there's that whole, there's the visual aspect, there's the environmental aspect, there's this, that, and the other, I'm like, holy shit, like, I'm never going to listen to their records, but this show was amazing. Like, the whole, it's the, that whole en encompassing experience, I guess, is what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, what, with what you're saying. Like, if, yeah. if, if, if live stream shows, are what live music is for the rest of uh, yeah the existence of mankind. I would probably not go. Yeah, live, I, I probably wouldn't live stream shows to in, me or like watching in live music much yeah. anymore. 
It's like watching and, a, a, yeah. a blockbuster movie on your iPhone on its speakers in the middle of a crowded room. Like, it just, it, it ruins it. Like, there's so much working against you, and as, as much as you try, it's just never going to hold up to what the experience is and what the intention behind it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got heated a bit. All right. So we're going to tease this game a little bit. And we're not going to do the full thing, but we're just maybe going to do one of them. Okay. Okay? Or a couple of them. Now, the game is called Famous Musician or Donald Trump. <laughs> we're going to hear is this quotes? We're going to hear a quote from a famous musician. Uh, or we're going to hear fuck. a quote. And it's either going to be said by a famous musician or Donald Trump. And you Love have to it. guess... If it was a famous musician and Donald Trump, <laughs> are we going to keep track of who of who gets it right and like have a point system? Yeah, yeah let's yeah, play yeah. three rounds of this. Are we cool for three rounds of this? Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. it's getting late. Yeah. Yeah. Really so, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. The first quote. <laughs> Thirty funny. Who are we starting with? No, everyone guesses on each. Oh, quote. everybody. Oh, that's, yeah. that's okay. why it's going to go faster. Okay, Great. so keep, we're only going to do three quotes. Keep track of your own points, by the way. I already have two. <laughs> when I, I was younger, I knew I could do anything. I could be the president if I wanted to. Famous musician. Yeah, famous, fam famous yeah, musician. Famous musician. That sounds if like you Kanye get West. the famous musician too, you get a hundred points. You win the game because it's Kanye West. So everyone's famous oh, musician. On this one? Yeah, I want to just. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, it's too ironic if it was Donald Trump. Yeah, is that too on the nose? Do I need to like start going in the other direction? No, that's okay. That's set by Kurt Cobain. The rest of the quote is, I was younger, I knew I could do anything. I could be the president if I wanted to, but that was a stupid idea. I'd rather be a rock star. <laughs> so you guys all have one point. You're only nice. giving partial quotes. Right. Okay. Cool. The, the partial quotes are important. Yeah, right? because everything's right. always taken out of context. Yeah. Quotes. They just have to be ambiguous enough. They're like 90% yeah, 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 of what they yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. One. One. Oh, everyone's one. holding up a one point. Yeah. Okay. We're holding up our points. And here. I guessed it too. I guessed Kurt Cobain. No, you didn't. You asshole. <laughs> Bullshit. Sorry, I muted my mic for a second there. It was, uh, it was totally a thing. <laughs> Guys, this rosé is fantastic. Ten bucks. It's gone. Stop it. The Grand Noir. Stop yeah. it. Did Steve. you drink that whole bottle? You poured it on your crotch. Not, not yet. Still got a little <laughs> bit left. Goodness. Well, sup? All right, what's the next one, Andrew? If you love a certain kind of music, don't let other people's tastes influence your own. Whatever's the best for you is the best. Never forget that. Famous musician. Famous musician. Musician. Go Trump. Yeah, I'm going to go Trump just because that seems like something a famous musician would say, and I feel like you're trying to trick me. The bottom row did musicians, the top row did Trump. You guys aren't going to fight each other about what it is? No. You're half and half right now. No. No. 100% Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. dude, war. It actually gives me hope that Donald Trump knows what music is. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Is like, this will just blow people's minds. I can't imagine him saying it. the word music. Yeah, he's like, he's like bro, have you, heard that, <laughs> have you heard that song by 311? Has he even said that? It's like, Nickelback is the best band ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just, Or actually just saying, whatever's best for you works. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this yeah. is what it is. Is there okay. more to that quote, or is that it? No. That's it. That's it. Nice. They're taken out of context. And some of these are yeah, taken yeah. from books and other things. Like Trump's had like an right. extremely long career. You know what I mean? Right, so right, 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 right. Trump in the past four yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be anything. 
To be fair, we could probably take a lot of quotes just from this podcast so, out of context. So Steve and Warren have two points. Yeah. And uh, the three, the the three bottom rows have one. Let's play five rounds. This is going pretty close. Okay. Because cool, you guys cool. are just guessing. So I'm so much fun. Every kid wishes I was their grandpa. Donald Trump or famous musician. Is that Frank? No, I'm going to go with famous musician. Uh, yep. I'm going to go with Yeah, I'm going to go again, famous musician. Because I feel like, yeah. I'm going Donald Trump. Steve? I'm going famous musician. So everyone's Probably. famous musician except War Warren with yeah. Donald Trump. Wait, wait, wait. Before you say the answer, if Warren wins this, do we keep going? Or he yeah, won best out of five? We're going to best out of five. Well, no, we keep going. Or we okay. can keep going. Yeah. We're going to do five rounds regardless. Yeah, so exactly. we're, okay. we're have that was three, my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still got we, we got time. This is what the game's going to evolve into eventually, but that was not Donald Trump. That was Ted Nugent. Oh, I think God. the game is eventually going to be just Ted Nugent or Donald Trump because they both have a lot of amazing <laughs> quotes that sound a lot like each other. <laughs> I used to a lot of Ted Nugent quotes because they're like, could go yeah. either way. When the fuck so is we- Rush Limbaugh going to drop a solo record, by the way? And Brett. It's on Brett, we, it's on we all have two, and, and Steve has three. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I just took the lead in something having to do with uh, music knowledge. That's cool. Games. <laughs> Never Whatever. Have, true. have to do with music knowledge. <laughs> Whatever, Steve. Whatever. Love you, Brett. Love you, all right. Let's see here. Fourth quote. Pop music isn't very good, and it's not designed for anybody over 12. My boy band was the Beatles. Donald Trump. Donald Trump or famous musician. Donald Trump. I'm going to go famous musician. Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. (laughs) Steve, what's your your pick? uh, Famous musician. Ted Nugent. This is actually a quote from Tom Petty. Yeah! Uh, music isn't very good. It's not designed for anyone over 12. My, band, my boy band was the Beatles. I think, I think the thing that is none of the words or phrases repeated in these phrases, which Trump does a lot. Like, yes, like, make I don't think point. any of the quotes I have repeat. So oh, okay. Okay, that's well, that, that's on base. No. I'm just like, that's like still kind of well put together grammatically. Like, and Steve, did you get that a one? Point. Yeah, yeah, so I'm at four. He did. There's Damn, still time for five. Still... I guess Ted Nugent. Are we going two five or yeah? Because this is already best out of five. I got four. The rest of you guys got three or two. It's just so. whoever. It's just whoever wins this last one. You win, Steve. You've won every round so far. Yeah, but he could lose and I could win. If, and then that would. If I win, win. Only one more question. I get to switch. No, and you only have three, and Steve has four. That'd yeah, be so tie. So we might as well exactly. do a tiebreaker. That's what I said. Next the question. trend of looking back to the '60s has gotten us nowhere. You've got a generation now that don't have anything of their own. They seem to long for identity. They're so consumed with the 60s, peace signs, and psychedelia. Their own generation is full of young Republicans, and rock and roll is guys in rubber pants and hairspray. Musician. I want to say that was written by Donald Trump. Ted Nugent. Or somebody that worked for him. That was was like a pre-planned out quote, like not like a spoken quote. I'm going to say famous musician. Same. I'm, I'm in Ted the lead. Nugent. I can afford to lose a point. I'm saying Donald <laughs> Trump. I'm 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 it's betting Kevin the last leader here. Okay. Wait, what'd you say, Steve? What's your Trump? Answer? I'm so saying Steve's Trump. the only one that said Trump, right? Yeah, yep. it's it, like in a letter or okay. an email that somebody wrote for him or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is Tom Petty again. Oh. Oh. I was gonna say Tom Petty is a joke. I did dude. say Tom Petty. I All right. Check it out. You said Ted Nugent. Warren and I are are. I said Ted Nugent. You guys are tied. 
Yep. You want to do a tiebreaker? Stage yeah, left tiebreaker. is tied, so we have we have to have one tiebreaker for Stage Warren and. But what if they just pick the same thing? Then we're gonna keep doing this for hours. I'm just gonna well. do this so that Warren and I are actually on stage left on screen. Well, it'll be more like. Oh, look yeah. at you guys! Wait, didn't Henry win? Henry guessed who said it. I didn't. I was bullshitting. Oh, Henry. Well, it was only a. Yeah, this is this is now the tiebreaker. This is now the tiebreaker. In the second grade, I actually gave a teacher a black eye. I punched my music teacher because I didn't think he knew anything about music, and I almost got expelled. I'm not proud of that, but it's clear evidence that even early on, I had a tendency to stand up and make my own opinions in a very forceful way. It sounds like Ted Nugent. <laughs> He's also music. like Ted Nugent. Like it's... Musician. Ted, if you're watching... Teddy, if you're watching, subscribe and be on our game game. Come on. Yeah. We'd love to yeah, have yeah. you on to defend your <laughs> defend your stance. <laughs> What's the answer? What'd you guys say? Musician. I'm saying Ted Nugent. Oh, you guys said musician? Yep. Donald Trump. Oh, oh fuck. Right? Still another tiebreaker. All right. Oh, All right, let's do another tiebreaker. Isn't that crazy, though? In the second I'm not grade? surprised. Yeah. I was going to guess that. If I was still involved, I would have guessed that. Me that, too. That feels like Henry it would just be too easy, though. It, it does I mean? have that, like, narcissism. I had to look for quotes that really yeah, had that yeah, narcissism yeah. to it. Or like, Wait, you know, so if me and Henry guessed, then we would have had four, and then we'd all be Easily. on a tiebreak right now. Yeah. So now it's a four-way tiebreaker. No, because it's only a tie for Steve and Warren, because they made it past the semifinals. Let's get yeah, I have a great relationship with the Blacks. <laughs> just kidding. That's obviously Donald Trump, but a terrible thing that he's... <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh, okay. My fingers are long and beautiful as it has been well documented with various other parts of my body. Trump. Donald Trump. Why is that so easy, Trump? I had to take that one out. Everybody <laughs> knows he said that. Yeah, it doesn't count. Oh, really? Yeah, it's something about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. About that. okay. Yeah. All Let's right. look up some more Trump ones. I thought I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I can never quite understand cocaine. You can't get a hard on and you can't sleep and you grind your teeth. What's good about that? That's Don. That's my boy Donnie Trump. Is that Ted Nugent again? That's a musician. <laughs> That's my boy. I'm trying to think of the one who is said it. it is though. that another Tom Petty thing? Steve. Like I just wrote. Uh, okay. What's your guess? <sighs> Fuck it. I'll go Trump. I'll concede this election. Let's go. This is a quote from John Bon Jovi. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that what Living on a Prayer was about? What? <laughs> Whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, live. That was about him not being able to get a hard on on cocaine. I what? think all the songs. That's what his song, uh, I'm really Not fun. Able to Get a Hard On on Cocaine, is about, though. <laughs> yes. uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Deep, deep cut B side. Right? It's actually about his daughter. <laughs> Actually, a piece of the rendition of Trump or famous musician. And nice. by the way, so Brett's going to be our uh, the rest of the month guest here as long as, as he's available. So uh, we'll have other guests on this podcast. Um, but Brett's going to uh, keep joining us and chiming in and uh, setting records and setting them, those records straight. I'm setting podcast records all over the fucking place, man. I'm gold. It's going to be fucking gold, bro. Yeah. So in the description, hit up 
all of the links. Go find Brett, find Genuine Jerks, find all of the amazing shit that this beautiful man has done. And I'm also going to post a, uh, a link to the Christmas video from Brett's video uh, band Rally for One, uh, which I was featured on, which is really fun, um, in there too, because it's September and it's 2020. And if you feel like you're in the Christmas spirit, click on that fucking link. It'll be great. It's a, it's a beautiful holiday time. And we have some stuff coming up. Andrew? Uh, EP going home. What do we have coming up? Well, we can't talk about it yet. The thing we have coming up. Oh, we have Labor Day shirts. Yeah. We do. We have American have flag tees like back in stock. We haven't had that shirt designed up for a long time. So if you guys haven't checked that out, they're super cool. Yeah. Men's and women's. So, you know, we got something for everybody here. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and can I just butt one. in here? Oh, good. Yeah, go ahead, Brett. I was just going to say... Probably everybody knows this is watching, but if you really want to support bands, buy their merch yeah. because yeah, that's like the best. That's the best way to support. Yeah, rep them, spread the word. You know. Yeah. Um, what good. I was saying about the women's tea is that the only reason I made a women's tea is because my sister asked me for one, and we sold like five of them. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> the second awesome. she she's like. Hey, did you think about making a women's tea of this? And I was like, No, I'm a stupid man who didn't yeah. think about any of that. Like there she's is like, now. We're very yeah. across the board. We Thank only God. We, we we normally provide unisex options for everybody. You know. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. but and like uh, no, the, the, the women really respond when we actually cutter, make a women's yeah. kind of a shirt. You know, and for us, it's, it's just as easy. It doesn't take yeah. us any more work. So just me being stupid, and we'll yeah. definitely do that for everything else we release. But I am and excited. We got bandanas, bandanas back in oh, the store. Bandanas, bandanas, bandanas back, back in stock. Cool. Double as a mask if you need one and you forget yeah. it, like me. And uh, uh, voting's coming up. And uh, if, if you're here vote in for California, John in the rec. yeah, vote for Robert John on the Rack. Tag us uh, if you're going to vote. Just uh, if you're in California, go to this link. Brett sent me this link earlier when I asked him what, what URLs he wanted to push. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm like, go vote. Learn about stuff. Wear our t shirt and tag us in it. And, and we'll, we'll figure out something to give you. It might be me singing happy birthday directly to you. Whoa. So click on all the links in the, in the description. Go check out Henry's History Lesson. Uh, find the bands that you like. Listen to all that stuff. Go out. Check out their website. Type in the band name, official website, into the, your Google search bar and see what you come up with. Go out and vote. Do all the things. We're going to play Brett's latest single, Beat This Virus. Be good to each other. Get wrecked. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Thanks for having me, guys. We gon' beat this virus So bad we make it cry So sad I can't deny this We about to beat the fuck out this virus Call me Breezy Ed, baby, I'm a genuine jerk And I'm here to make this motherfucking quarantine work A COVID swerve As a social distance I'm usually a hugger, but not in this instance 72 inches away from me I love you, stay the fuck away from me This a quarantine, keep all your hands clean Don't piss off your roommates, trust me We gon' beat this virus So bad we make it cry So sad I can't deny this we about to beat the fuck out this virus Mirror, mirror on the wall Who's about to blow The baddest virus of all Five foot three tall Yeah, I'm a bad motherfucker And all y'all out there Are bad motherfuckers Make the virus suffer Stay in and cook supper Pete Glover's blind Watch Mark Lover Danny Glover Angels in the outfield Disney Plus This bitch virus can't fuck with us 
We gon' beat this virus So bad we make it quiet So sad I can't deny this We about to beat the fuck out this virus About to beat the fuck out this virus So bad we make it quiet So sad I can't deny this We about to beat the fuck out this virus About to beat the fuck out this virus